He's calling me! Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special video of It Crept from the 80s. I am one of your hosts, Chris Seaver. The other two are off on a very dangerous experiment that involves chicken grease and lasers. So you're stuck with me now. But that's okay, because out of the three, I think I have the most knowledge, the most love, and the most passion for what we're about to talk about, folks. What are we about to talk about? Mask. That's right. Mobile Armored Strike Command. With a K, folks. <laughs> Those were the 80s. Anyway, so we're going to get thick into my love of Kenner's mask line. The toys, the merchandise, the cartoon show, the comic books, all that good stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up next in the mask universe, which is amazing for those 2018 folks, 2019, 2020, whatever. I hope I can go back and see what's going on. <laughs> anyway, so let me give you a little bit of a history. With me, it could be a long history. You never know. But, um, so... We all know, I've said it many times before, I grew up uh, in the 80s. I uh, was born in 1977, so my prime time was the 80s. My, my formative child years, my, my growing up, everything, um, everything that makes me me now is because of my time in the 1980s. And it was a glorious time, to be sure, um, and a time that people of today are still aping. Um, and you 2069 folks are going to be aping soon because that's why we're here. To educate you about how rad, how cool, how maxidocious was the 1980s. So anyway, um, everything that I love pretty much came out of this decade. And um, it was a time of such ridiculous creativity. Uh, and <laughs> merchandising slash cartoon producing for the sole purpose of merchandising type thing. That was, this was the boom. This was the big boom, my friends. And um, Kenner, for me, was right in the forefront of that. Uh, most of my childhood um, toys and love of... of what was coming out then was produced from Kenner Toys. And yes, I, you know, I loved Masters of the Universe. Mattel was great as well. I mean, Mattel was putting out some fun stuff that we all sort of reaped the benefits from. Um, Coleco a little bit, LJN for sure. Um, but out of the toys that I remember most fondly, the, the toys that were, I was most feverish about getting from the time I was, you know, geez, four years old until probably 14. <laughs> um, I mean, it was mostly Kenner stuff, Kenner toys, um, and then Masters of the Universe. I think my big, my big toys were like, 
I love things like the Centurions, um, the Sectars, uh, Bionic Six, um, Food Fighters, things like that, Boglins, uh, you know, I loved Garbage Pail Kids, collecting those things as well. Um, and, you know, I did, I liked the GoBots, um, certainly a few G.I. Joe here and there, but I wasn't a huge go-to G.I. Joe person. I had, I had the things that I loved out of that line, um, and I definitely watched the cartoon, but the toys, um, I think my biggies were definitely the real Ghostbusters, uh, Star Wars from the get, I mean, age, you know, four on, Star Wars for sure, um, He-Man, Transformers, and Mask, which is why we're here today, folks. Um, there was something so fun, so different, so cool about Mask, even though, like, Mask was essentially taking your G.I. Joes <laughs> and mixing them with Transformers and then creating this, this thing, this new entity. Um, at the time Mask was coming out, it was like 1985, uh, the, the, the Star Wars thing was waning. Um, I mean, He-Man was still big. He-Man, definitely for me, was still big. But the Star Wars stuff was waning. You were getting into the power of the Force stuff and the, with the collectible coins and everything. And then you had the droids and the Ewoks toys from the cartoons and everything. But we didn't hit another big Star Wars resurgence until 95, 94, 95, when the, the new power of the Force stuff was coming out. Um, so, Mask... Not that it took the place of Star Wars or any of those other toys, um, but I think like most other toys, when it first comes out and it sort of appeals to you, <laughs> you spark to it, then you sort of go gung-ho for it. Um, and like I said, I, I mentioned Centurions, Bionic 6, things like that that I did like, and there were certain things that I did have, but I don't think I had like a giant collection of them. Um, maybe Centurions I had most of them because there weren't a lot. Um, like Visionaries, things like that. I had a few here and there. Sectors I had, I remember having quite a few of those. But again, it wasn't a giant line of those. Uh, I never had the Hive, the Sectors Lair, which was awesome. Um, but, yeah, and then like Real Ghostbusters was like after Mask, you know, 1986. They started pushing that line and I was... Gaga for that line as well. Um, but I would say 86, I mean 85, 86, 87, I definitely was collecting mask stuff um, as much as I could. Well, as much as my family would get me. But certainly Christmases and, Chris and birthdays, there were mask toys to be had, along with Transformers and He-Man and whatnot. But, but there was, like I said, we're rambling here. There was something very special about mask and what it sort of meant to me at that time. Um, because, and again, truth be told, like even with Transformers, what I loved most about the Transformers were that they were transforming robots, not necessarily vehicles or anything like that, because I could, I could give a crap, really, about vehicles. Like, I wasn't a huge, like, Hot Wheels kid. I didn't... Cars and all that stuff, it's just like, eh. You know, you're playing with mini versions of what's in the real world. Uh, you know, and I'm like this with movies as well, like, save that drama for your mama. The dramas and, and the real world type stuff that those movies and, and TV shows and things like that, 
didn't appeal to me too much. Even the sitcoms I loved, it had to be like a little off-kilter and the 80s were filled with off-kilter crap um, sitcom-wise, but I love it so much. But uh, anything that takes the concept and makes it fantastical and and out of the realm of, of real-world possibilities, that's what I gravitated towards then and now to this day. Um, and Mask, you know, certainly fit that bill. It was... Mobile Arbor Strike Command, it was this group of, like, <laughs> um, this tactical group who had uh, vehicles who could, that would change into other, uh, like, w warrior vehicles. They would, it would, uh, they were just like, <laughs> again, they would transform, but they wouldn't transform into robots or anything like that. They would transform into still vehicles, but different vehicles with a lot of weaponry and, and you know, home-based style stuff, tactical stuff. Um, and they fought this group called Venom. Again, the whole G.I. Joe thing. G.I. Joe. Cobra. Venom. Venom was the vicious, evil network of mayhem. <laughs> that was Venom. That was their whole thing. Um, and on the good side, we had Mask, uh, Matt Tracker, who was the leader of Mask. And on the bad side, Venom, we had, uh, Miles Mayhem, who, for me, even growing up, for me, Miles Mayhem was, was sort of like, I was just like, you know, <laughs> like, they could get a sweeter villain. I felt like the henchmen in Mask were much cooler than Miles Mayhem. Miles Mayhem was like a 60-year-old dude with a... I mean, he was basically Mr. Belvedere, but an evil Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> uh, which I love, Mr. Belvedere. Grew up with Mr. Belvedere. Streaks all the child know. But, um... And so, and so basically, the, the, the premise was, like, Venom would always, like... <laughs> they'd rob... They'd always be robbing. They'd always, uh, uh, like, kidnap. Things of that nature. Very, like, low-level terrorist, like, non-terroristic type crap. Just, they're basically high-tech thieves, if you will. Um, and then certainly, like, you know, they would explore in the cartoon and the comic books historical treasures and... <laughs> treasure. Uh, that type of stuff. They would, like, always go after things like that. Um and Mask would have to stop them. I mean, rudimentary stuff, you know. Again, the cartoons were made to sell the toys. Um, and it was really you and your imagination that would create and go beyond the, the rudimentary plot and themes of what the shows or cartoons were really all about, you know. Um, and I had a field day with that. I mean, definitely with all the toys that I played with, and again, I was a toy player, guys. Like, you know, I loved making movies. I was making movies when I was young. I loved movies. I loved media. Um, but I was a... I definitely was an outdoor kid. Um, I certainly loved my Nintendo. But my games, the gaming stuff, was not a priority. Because um, I got, like, sick of that stuff real quick. So I was an outdoor kid. Um, and I had so many neighborhood friends and... You know, we would build forts and do all that stuff. So we would take the toys and we would just go and create scenarios and, and adventures with all these toys. And I did it, man, from, again, from four years old to probably 13 or 14. 
uh, when when other kids were long past like doing that stuff with their toys, but I was still creating adventures and whatnot. Um, and you know, once I got to fifteen, sixteen, I definitely started collecting. It was more like keeping you know keeping a collection, getting the toys in boxes, things of that nature. Uh, and then that's when you know, and I was a comic book reader as a as a youngster, and then into my teens, I started collecting comic books and keeping like prized issues and backboarding and bagging and all that stuff, uh, which, you know, certainly led into me now at, you know, almost 41, <laughs> and I do that now. Although on occasion, you will find me playing with some toys with my son every now and again, um, <clears throat> who is 11, and he's getting to that point where I'm afraid the toy thing is going away. Enough about that. Let's get back to that mobile armor strike command. Mobile armor strike command with a K. Um. So yeah, the I mean, mask was huge for me, and um. There was and the toys again. There was like the toys ran from like '85 to I want to say '88, and I remember not really digging that last line of mask toys, and to this day, it's not something that I go after to collect. Um, I didn't like, I'm not a, you know, again, I'm, the cars and all that stuff, I just don't care. So they went into this racing thing, uh, stock cars and all that stuff, and that didn't appeal to me. Um, and then with the toys, they did these split second things, which by that time, you know, I think it was, as far as mask was concerned, as far as the toys, I I had what I loved, and that was about it. Nothing else that was coming out through that line appealed to me. Um, but the animated show, for sure, was a huge thing for me. Um, and, you know, and we'll talk about it plenty, and you've probably heard us talk about in A Craft from the 80s and beyond, is that the 80s were a time of amazing um, intros. Uh, opening intros to not just television shows like live action but also cartoons and I mean we were blessed uh, with an abundance of pretty rad awesome theme songs and intros and Mask is one of those and it it stays with you for real um, and I'm just gonna play a little bit of that for you guys right now the intro to Mask the animated series what I'm talking about? I mean, it's, it's epic stuff, and we, we had a lot of that. Um, and I happen to have it right here. Mask. The com it says the complete series, but folks, 
it's not the complete series. This is 65 episodes. I believe there were 75 episodes of the original run. Um, combined one and two seasons. But the last 10 or 11 episodes were that where they changed it up a little bit. And I, I didn't care anyway. So to me, I've watched this. This is what I remember. This is my mask. Um, and this came out in 2011 um, through Shout Factory. Ridiculously expensive, but if you can find it uh, on eBay or something like that for, you know, 20 25 grab it because it's worth it if you're a mask head. Um, but... Uh, so Mask put out the cartoon, the toys, comic books, merchandising, um, and I had a lot of that merchandise. Again, because of Christmas, because of uh, birthday parties, and certainly, you know, I lived with grandparents, and uh, my grandmother, like most grandmothers, loved to spoil their grandchildren, and I was spoiled. And every now and again, they would just come home with, you know, random Star Wars, He-Man, mask, uh, whatever. Um, I, sometimes I'd be sick, home from school, they'd bring home a present, you know. We'd go out to KB Toys or go out to Hills, Hills Department Store. Hills is where the toys are, folks. Um, and I, some, you know, it was, it was very rare that I didn't come home with a, with a toy. <laughs> Um, you know, and then as I got older, when I was like, had a paper route and things, things like that, I started getting an allowance and whatnot. I would just go like, I remember buying a bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they came out, the toys and everything. And it was liberation when you started to be able to buy the stuff you wanted anyway. And man, like, think about it. Think about this, folks. Back then, this stuff was expensive to our parents, our grandparents, and certainly to agree, to a degree, us. Thinking about that stuff now, looking back at those prices, man. Time machines, folks. Time machines. I would go back. I would just pile up. I would just bring back everything, man. Because, like, you know, there's gougers nowadays. Uh, you know, it's rough finding a good, honest, real collector who wants to help other collectors in the toy, vintage toy collecting community and give you, like, actual decent prices, not these ridiculous skyrocketed moronic prices that some of these people think that they can charge but I mean I guess in a way they can because there are people out there who will spend it but not this not this moron <laughs> so the cartoon was produced by Deke Entertainment that I mean a long line of amazing cartoons that came out in the 80s from Deke uh, again so many with amazing intro songs uh, intros um, and Mask was, like, action-packed. I mean, back then we didn't care about the rudimentary stories because we were just, like, good versus evil, you know? Mask versus Venom. We just wanted to see the vehicles transform and do their, you know, battling with the, with the other people. Oh, another thing that was cool about Mask was that their masks, their helmets, all had special powers. <laughs> they all could do cool things. Levitation, laser beams, uh, laser tentacles, um, could help people fly, all of that stuff. Uh, again, crazy ridiculous 80s, um, but we loved it. And that, you know, as an adult, 
as an as an adult who is obsessed with the 1980s and 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 re-getting those things that we had and re-watching those things that we loved um you know you definitely come across some of the cartoons and shows that you've enjoyed uh when you were a kid and want to get into or re-enjoy or re-watch now and sometimes it just doesn't work sometimes you 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 know you see how terrible these things really were um and you just got to sort of hang on to the, the nostalgia and the love that you had for that property and, and, and realize that, you know, maybe the cartoon isn't for you anymore, you know? Maybe, maybe that's one thing you have to give up in your adulthood to enjoy from that certain property. Mask goes kind of iffy for me because there's some episodes that are actually, like, really written well um, and that are fun to watch, and then there's some episodes that are just downright... I could see, you know, 85, I was, uh, eight years old. I loved this back then, you know? <laughs> um, so it's iffy. I, I you know, I, I enjoy this, this set to a degree, but I, you know, I'm definitely glad I have it. Beyond the cartoon, there were the comic books and other merchandise that I did have. Um, and the comic books, I was a comic book buyer. Um, I mean, I loved Marvel growing up. Um, I loved Archie. I loved, you know, the Turtles comics that came out, the real Ghostbusters comics that came out from now. Um, I loved movie adaptations. They were so terrible, but I loved them. They were like Willow and the Fright Night films I loved getting, um, and that I have to this day. Uh, but Mask, it was a short-lived line. It was from DC. Uh, there was like a mini-series, I remember. And I think I had like... There was a mini-series that was like one through four, and then they did like an ongoing series, but it didn't last long. It only lasted maybe nine issues, maybe ten issues, and I only have... I've got like two of the mini-series issues. I think I've got like three or four. I'll show them to you right now. Um, I have, I think from the miniseries issues, I've only got two and three. So I'm missing <laughs> one and four from the miniseries. Um, and then the, the full-on, the ongoing series, I have all but issue nine. Um, But back then, that, that's, that's me as an adult. Back then, I only had a few um, here. I definitely didn't have that miniseries before, but I, I had like a few numbers within the ongoing series, and it wasn't like a, again, it wasn't like a huge, huge thing for me. Uh, I was much more into the the toys and the, the cartoon. Um, but uh, one thing that I did have, and that I got again... <clears throat> Well, here, let, let me talk about me as an adult jumping back into the mask world and just, in general, the uh, 80s nostalgia world. Um, I've, growing up, even into the 90s, I yearned for the 80s again. 2000s, yearned for the 80s. I mean, you know, I'm almost 41. I, I try to live my life in the 1980s as much as possible. Most of my movies, 
uh, our 80s homages, 80s references. Um, and then throughout the years, I've recollected certain things here and there that I had as, as a child. Um, and then for a while, I did it quite a bit and had a big collection, and then I ended up selling it again because of life getting in the way and, you know, you got to pay rent and bills and things like that. And my movie-making career is an ebb and flow. It's always up and down. Sometimes you make great money for months, and sometimes you make zero. Um, so you get that other job, and then you you got to sell some stuff, and that happened a lot. Uh, but as I got older, as I was getting into my 30s, mid-30s, I started to go after things... Um, again and tried to keep it to things that I know 100% that I owned um, or you know my sister might have had them or my cousins and it reminded me of that time the, those you know the 1980s and how magical it was and um, so I started to go after that stuff again uh, recollect those things to keep the child alive inside me uh, I've ne that's never been a problem, really, but I'm also a guy who fears death <laughs> big time. Um, f the thought of getting older and dying is, is terrifying to me, and all of this stuff, this nostalgia stuff, it helps me keep that child alive and keep it where it needs to be, um, and it brings me joy, and that's one thing that I've always tried to do in life growing up is is have fun uh don't take life too seriously we're not here that long uh enjoy it while you can and that's this type of stuff re-watching 80s cartoons television shows all of that stuff collecting toys that you had collecting toys now modern stuff all of you know genre geekiness all that stuff that helps me stay a child forever inside <laughs> i mean and it ain't going away. Um, and mask. Here's here's how the mask thing started happening because it was it was more the other stuff that was trickling. I mean, it was the He-Man stuff here and there. It was real Ghostbuster stuff here and there throughout the years. Um, Garbage Pail Kids, things like that. Um, and it really wasn't the last the, the last couple of years when I knew I was headed towards my forties that I was like, okay, I you know I. I really want to do this a step, I want to go a step further. So when I was 39, you know, 38, 39, I started to do this thing called Saturday Morning Sleepover. And that is, and, and I'm doing it to this day. Uh, I know it's only been a couple of years, but um, Saturday Morning Sleepover is a way for me and like-minded folks to stay connected to the 80s and the things that we loved. Um, so it's an event that I hold at my house um, in, in our home theater. And I, I edit together um, 10 to 12 hours of nothing but 1980s television shows, cartoons, uh, music videos, and then 80s commercials in between all the shows. And I, I scour 
every place I can to find these things. And I put together, you know, three or four discs of this programming. And then, you know, I try to pack in as many people as possible into the basement on special Saturday morning sleepovers. And we do from like, you know, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. or more of just this giant nostalgic marathon. Um, and it's so much fun. And while I was doing that, I, and at this point, folks, I didn't really have much of anything in the way of mask again. While I did talk about it and while it did come up and while like, you know, friends or family, we would talk about it or, or like-minded geeks and whatnot, I would bring it up and see if people remembered it. Or even on an earlier episode a couple of years ago of a clip from the 80s, um, you know, I talked about Mask. But um, I didn't really, it didn't like dawn on me to start going after this stuff again. It, the, the Mask line itself. Um, and so I was putting together um, maybe the first or second uh, Saturday morning sleepover. And I came across some mask commercials. And I had a very visceral <laughs> and emotional experience with these commercials. Now, um, I definitely get that nostalgic tingly feeling with a lot of stuff that I program. And, you know, again, going to conventions. And, and I've been going to conventions since 1993. So I've had years and years of, of seeing this stuff at conventions, things from your childhood, things that make you go, oh, like, just give you that feeling. And I've had plenty of that. But, you know, I mean, Real Ghostbusters gives me that. He-Man gives me that. Certain, just those certain things. Definitely Star Wars. I mean, still a huge Star Wars fan. But Mask, there was something, because, like, it was sort of out of my peripheral for so long, it like hit me hard <laughs> and so it was it was the classic Kenner commercial where you had um, Rhino, Thunderhawk and Switchblade all in one commercial um, so I'm watching that and I'm like I, I feel myself tearing up and then and then another commercial comes on which I take for the for the uh, programming and it's with the Condor Brad Turner and Condor, and oh, I think that might be the same commercial. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, you know, I'm going to play it up here, but whatever it was, I started to, I started to really, like, feel tears down my face when I saw the Condor, um, and that's because the Condor was the very first mask toy I ever had, I was ever gifted. Uh, it was 1985, and I believe it was for my eighth birthday. Um, and th that's when I got my Optimus Prime, and I got some Voltron stuff. I was huge in Voltron as well. I got He-Man stuff. But um, I, I just, like, it zoomed me right back to that time. And I instantly heard the theme song in my head. It wasn't in the commercials. It was just like, was like, mom, 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 mask. It was there. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I, ha I haven't been 
looking for mask. I haven't even, like, this is something that I loved. Why haven't I, you know, been searching? Why, what was the big deal? The holdup. And then, <laughs> after programming that, and putting a mask episode in the programming, I kind of went, ate poop, folks. I'm sure there's some, maybe there's some youngsters watching this, expletives. But I went, ate poop. And I had to sort of <laughs> go after what I could of, of mask stuff. And then realizing that, holy crap, um... This stuff is expensive. People have this stuff, like, for ridiculous prices. <laughs> um, so, like, a lot of things, it became wish list stuff. Uh, folks, I have, I have a giant wish. I have got, a, I've got a couple wish lists on my Amazon Prime wish list. I've got an '80s and '90s wish list. I've got a just a other geekies wish list, and I've got a um, Holy Grail wish list, all on Amazon. And it would be for, because I've talked about it before, but I, I don't really buy a lot for myself. I never really have too much money. And when I do, it goes directly into the family and the bills and all that stuff. Or I buy for friends or I buy for my wife or my kid. I don't buy a lot of stuff for me. So these wish lists are basically for my friends and my family and my wife. So when my birthday or Christmas rolls around, they just pick from these wish lists and there you go. And that's how I get this stuff. Um, and that's sort of how my collection grew, uh, like almost exponentially. <laughs> um, and I started getting a lot of this stuff again. And uh, to, thanks to my wife and, and friends. And, um, and what it was and what it is, like, <clears throat> it was... Because most people will go after a whole line. Um, I don't do that. I don't do that with any of the, the toys I recollect. I only get the things, for the most part, only get the things that I definitely had. Um, there's things that I want. There's things that I wanted, and there's definitely things that I want. Um, maybe from that line. Or, or that I never even you know, thought of getting, but was jealous of some, of a friend who had a certain thing, and I wanted it, and now as an adult, I want to have it, just to have it, um, so there's things like that, uh, and if you want to know, <laughs> talk to me, we'll do a Holy Grails, uh, video as well, um, so there's a lot of things in other lines that I have that, that were just, that I had as a kid, and the mask line, I had a lot of stuff, as a kid and I remember things and going through uh, looking at all the stuff that was on eBay or Etsy and things like that and having it spark again seeing the certain things that was like oh my god I did have that <clears throat> and um, so that's sort of how this collecting is going and that's how I would address it to families and friends like these are the things that I had um, there's things that I wanted, but stick to the things that I had, and I want again. And then after I get those things, then then I can look to the, the stuff that I was never able to get, or that I want now. Um, so, I'm going to go through some of the things that I do have now, 
and that I did have that bring back so much, so much for me. So one of them, one of the biggies, is the mask lunchbox. Um, I mean, lunchboxes in general bring back so many memories. Um, but I just remember Ghostbusters mask and, and He-Man were like, you know, I, I, th I think I had like, oh, I definitely had like the Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies was a big deal. Oh, oh I've got the Muppet Babies as well, uh, which I did have. I love the Muppet Babies. I love anything Henson, Jim Henson, the Muppets, uh, Fraggle Rock, Dark Crystal Labyrinth, all that stuff. I loved it growing up, and I love it now. It's huge, huge part of who I am. Um, and it still has the thermos, which is, oh, amazing, no! Um, but, you know, that's, that's Muppet Babies. That's not now. That's not Mask. Uh, but anyway, so this brings back huge memories. I can actually, I can taste the chocolate milk that was in the thermos. Um, it's things like this, folks, that just, I mean, straight up trigger nostalgia, trigger tears, trigger, trigger emotions. So I got that. Again, a lot of this stuff is going to be from my wife, from my wife. Um, another thing that was really cool about the toys, um, is that, you, I mean, you got the instructions, but you also got these awesome little mini comic books that came with the toys. Um, not all the toys, but some of the bigger sets. Um, you got these fun little mini comics, very similar to Masters of the Universe. Um, and you got the instructions, but sometimes you'd get like, uh, oh, let's see, like, sometimes you'd get this. This was fun. This was like a, um, this is like a mini a, like a mini big comic, but this was like a, not only a comic, but an ad for you to get other mask stuff. This, like, I want to order this stuff, folks. <laughs> this stuff is amazing. This, like, some of the stuff I have. Uh, and some of the stuff, holy crap, I want, I want, badly. I don't know where you would find some of this stuff, but whew. So you get stuff like that, especially in the bigger boxes. And then, um, which was cool, is that they would always give you like a, this was basically a way to show off, um, sort of like the Star Wars, on the back of the Star Wars cards, uh, the figures, um, they had like, they showed you <laughs> everything that was available and and we all marked off what we had and we circled what we wanted and this was for me this was a mask way of doing it um this was their like their calendar the yearly calendar and they came out 85 through 88 um and this was fun this again it was a way for me to point out to the family <laughs> hey i don't have i don't have this yet Mark this down on my list, people. So, um, I got that. I also got a cool mask puzzle. Um, 
which is rad. Um, ooh, this I did have. I mean, all of us, all of us had these, but um, this was the 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 reels for the mask viewfinder. Still in package. Viewfinders were awesome. Everybody had them. Everybody loved them. I loved. I particularly remember gummy bears. I remember you know all t all those types of things. E.T. Um, Smurfs and mask. So I got those. Um, come on, coloring books. I got mask coloring books. And what's great about these is they haven't been touched. No, no one's colored in them. It's all fresh pages for me to color and enjoy or not, because. I'll probably just save them. I've got Return of the Jedi stuff too, coloring books and things like that that I haven't even touched. Punky Brewster. Um, but yeah, so I've got the I've got some coloring books. Um, I've got <laughs> this. I did have um, the mask party tablecloth, still in package. Um, I'm not going to open this. I want to, but probably what I'll do is I'll get another one and open that up and have it at parties. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my wife got this for me as well. She got those as well. Um, sticking with the party theme, she also got me the, the mask party I guess, I guess, cake topper type thing, uh, uh, which I didn't have, but now I have as a 41-year-old <laughs> man. Um, and then again, keeping with the party theme, mask party cups, pretty red, the mask party plates, Eight in total, still in package, and then still in package mask napkins. Again, I ain't opening these, folks. This stuff is, this is historical treasures, as the folks would say, treasure. Amazing, amazing stuff. All from the wifey. Um, this isn't open. Um, but this is another thing that I did have, and actually I had a lot of these as far as TV, uh, cartoons and uh, movies went. They did a lot of like themed sticker books back then, and I loved them. Loved them so much, and this is the mask sticker set. With ten packets of stickers in there still. I mean, this thing is awesome. I want to get another one so that I can open and play and put the stickers in. Um, but yeah, my wife, my wife hooked me up. Basically what happened folks is for my 40th birthday last year, um, I asked for a, a 1985 style birthday party. Um, so everyone decorated my cousin's basement into a 
a fun kids' basement party. We had all 80s music. I mean, we do that year-round anyway, but we all dressed in 80s outfits. The, the decorations were 80s. The wrapping paper and, and tablecloths were vintage 1980s wrapping paper and tablecloth. He-Man and, and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi stuff, wrapping paper, E.T. wrapping paper, all authentic. My woman like really went above and beyond to keep that authenticity. Um, and everybody went ape poop as far as getting me 80s stuff that I had when I was a kid, and it was pretty amazing. Um, let's see, also, which, again, I had a crap ton of these as far as different, different properties are concerned. Real Ghostbusters, Turtles, uh, Mr. T, um, Gremlins, all that stuff. Smurfs, the color forms, folks. Who didn't love color forms? I loved them. My fam, you know, my sister, my cousins, everybody freaking loved color forms. And Shrinky Dinks, we love Shrinky Dinks as well. But these are the color forms. And these, um, is still all complete. It's all here. Still has the plastic little stickums that you would put on the playboard. Um, so that's a, that's a Wowzers. Also got this, the mask board game. This is complete. It looks kind of like it has barely been played. <laughs> uh, but it's awesome. It's a Parker Brothers mask board game. And I do look, we occasionally do 80s board game nights, and I'm looking forward to doing this on 80s board game night. Um, just fun. I'm sure it's going to be terrible. Um, and I wasn't a huge board game person growing up. I had a few that I loved. Uh, Mousetrap, um, Fireball Island, uh, things like Crossfire, things like that I had, which were cool. Um... But I wasn't like a huge board game person, and I still am not. Uh, basically, all of my friends are, and my wife is. Uh, so we have the stuff, and we do we do themed board game nights. Mask board game, huzzah! Um, all right, this is cool. These were, folks. These were the. Um, the action figures. These were the carded Kenner action figures, and this is the T-Bob and Scott Tracker, uh, still in package. Um, I mean, just holding this stuff is so surreal to me um, because of how much this stuff meant to me and means to me, you know, as an adult, <clears throat> and how all of this type of stuff shaped who we are today, at least man-children. Um, it's so amazing that you can hold a piece of pop culture history, um, and for me anyway, get those crazy emotional feelings. Um, so we got that. I mean, they did a series of these, like two, 
it'd be like one figure here and there or two packs. Um, I didn't have a lot of those um, because it was mo because you also got the figures with the vehicles. Uh, so there was a lot of like doubles. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of doubles right here, thanks to Brandon Bennett, who sent me a nice collection of mask double figures. I mean, there's several Matt Trackers, Bruce Sato's, there's my, there are a couple of Miles Mayhems in here, um, which is cool. Um, and then we got Miles Mayhem in his Venom's Revenge Venom Offensive a Adventure Pack <laughs> with adventure accessories. Um, still on card. Beautiful, that beautiful, beautiful Kenner logo. I mean, Kenner's got to be my favorite toy company. You know, Mattel's right behind it, but I mean, Kenner, Kenner is love. Kenner is love. Um, so we got those. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Skip back! <clears throat> Folks. On my travails, travels, travelios, uh, looking for this stuff, getting, getting mask hooked. Uh, truth be told, it was when I turned 40 last year that the majority of the mask stuff came in from my wife, but it was earlier in the year that she hooked me up with a pre-birthday gift. It was probably in May of, of uh, 2017 that I got um, the biggie that I'll show later. Um, but I went down to my friend Bobby Heckman's place and, in Long Island, and we went to a really awesome... We went to a several vintage toy places, but there was a place that just was out when I was like getting really thick into getting mask um, that had a, almost all the mask stuff, and I had barely any money. Um, but I did... I saw this, and I picked it up immediately, and I bought it, and I had to have it. Um, because it was, indeed, the first mask toy I had. This is the Condor with Brad Turner and Brad Turner's mask. They all had names, by the way, folks. The masks had names. This was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> um... Man, just taking the mask on and off, like, it just takes me back. So this was the Condor, and I could not come home without... I had to come home with it. I just had to. Uh, and I got it for, like, 20 bucks. Um, see, now it's turning into its mobile armored <laughs> strike command mode. And now it's... And now it's a motorcycle helicopter. Motor, motorcopter. Um, 
mean, guys, the boxes, insane, insane. Kenner, I love you. Um, so, I mean, just holding this, and I remember holding it when I picked it up, uh, and just sort of being like, it just shot me like a time machine, uh, right back to that time when I first got this, and it's so special, so special. So I got that Brad Turner Condor. Um, let's see. I also got... Now, as I said, I want to collect, recollect the things that I had. These are the vehicles that I had. And for the most part, I had from Series 1 and 2. And I'm really trying to get all of the Series 1 and 2. Um, I mean, for the, I, mean, I kind of have the ones that I had. I, I definitely had the ones that I had, but I want to get, uh, I want to complete those lines. There's a couple in Series 3 that I definitely want that I never had. Um, series 3, let's see, I definitely want um, the bullet, because I did have the bullet with Ali Bombay. <laughs> Folks, Mask definitely, you know, they, they, they had a multiracial group, which was great. Great. But the 80s, you know, they really uh, capitalized on the stereotypes uh, back then, and the voices and the names were a little bit on the nose and, you know, kind of offensive. But it was the 80s. We were kids. What do you, what do, you do? The, the adults should have known better. Um, but anyway, I wanted Bullet uh, with Ali Bombay. I wanted the Manta with Vanessa Warfield. Um, ooh, what else did I want? I wanted I wanted the Firecracker with Hondo. I wanted the Gator with Dusty Hayes. I wanted the Stinger with Bruno Shepard. Um, and again, I didn't care much about the racing slash split second stuff. It kind of wasn't my thing. Um, but those I wanted, but I got a lot of, I had a lot of these and I got them back. This one, this is the Hurricane with Hondo McLean uh, from Series 2. This was 86. Um, and I believe I got this at a local vintage toy shop. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he was 20 bucks, uh, which was awesome. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we got Chion from Series 1. We got the Piranha with Sly <laughs> Rex. And in the cartoon, he sounded like Jack Nicholson. Um, but again, characters that were far cooler than Miles Mayhem. Uh, Piranha, I, I know definitely know I had it. And actually, when I, because <clears throat> from time to time I would go down to my old house in Wellsville, New York, where I grew up, and I'd slowly bring back stuff from my childhood. Uh, and I had pieces of the Piranha, and pieces of Boulder Hill, actually, from back then, uh, still in my room. 
from growing up. But the Piranha, and we also have got the Piranha box. I mean, I love the mask packaging. Love it, love it, love it. Just like, uh, same with like Masters of the Universe. The stuff was just, the art and everything was just so badass. Um, so I love that. I still have the instructions. Um, let's see, I've got another Series 2. Um, another Series 2 is uh, the Firefly with Julio Lopez. <laughs> and uh, here we go, the Firefly. And I've also got the box for that. Again, most of these with the boxes, they're all from my wife. Um, pretty sweet. Um, and then we got Series 2 as well. We got the Raven with... Calhoun Burns, right here, and the Raven. Sorry, I'm not like transforming all these guys. Um, the video is long as it is. Sorry, um, but here is the Raven box. And the instructions are still in here. Someone took the the um, proof of purchase on the back. Um, but this was originally at a Kmart. And Series 2 was 1986. And in 1986, folks, at Kmart, this was $12.92. And I'm betting my wife spent about $45 on this. Maybe even more. Um, then Series 3. I believe this is the only Series 3 I ever had. Um, but again, I wanted some Series 3. Uh, mostly um, Manta with Vanessa Warfield. Because I did have Bullet. Um, but I think, I mean, it was a, this is Iguana. This is Lester Sludge. This is part of the Venom team. got the vampire this is series two with F Floyd Malloy and this is the vampire basically like Floyd and Sly Rax were, were the the motorcycle buddies they were the look at this look at this. it's basically Billy Idol I'll do, I'll do this. Check this out. Look at this. Whip. Whip. Okay. And then you flip down. And I do have some of the weapons for a lot of these. I just don't have them. They're over there somewhere. But, but yeah. Um, so there's that. 
Here's another one that I bought. This was at a local toy show. Uh, no, this was at a local toy vintage shop here in Rochester, New York. This was one of the biggies for me. Um, I did have it, and when I was collecting, I was like, man, like I've got some mask holy grails, and this was one of them. And I paid $60 for this, but it's complete, and it does come with Matt Tracker, and... Bruce Sato. Um, now this mat tracker is... I don't, I wasn't particular, even though the logo, in, in the logo, in a lot of the logos, this was the mask um, that they used in that logo. Um, but I prefer his Spectrum mask that he has with the switchblade. I mean with the um, Thunderhawk. But anyway, this was a biggie for me. It does, it fully transformed. It has all of its parts. It is in really good shape and I was shocked that I only paid $60 for it. I was actually really, really happy. Very pleased. Um, because that was a grail off my list. This was given to me by my friend Andrew. This is series one. This is the jackhammer. Um, uh, unfortunately, see this was Andrew's when he was younger. Um, but he unfortunately does not have cliff dagger with it. Uh, this is something that he dug out, I think, from his mom's old place or where he grew up. Um, and he graciously gave it to me, as he knows I am a mask fan and I'm currently collecting. So that was very awesome of him. And again, I did have the jackhammer. Um, <clears throat> and then, this was kind of like a one, one, two, three punch, in a way, uh, because... I got the vampire and these two other things from a friend and a fan of my films for many, many, many years. But over the years, we became friends. And he also supports and, and loves the, the nostalgia stuff. And he certainly loves my love of all of it. And he hooked me up with not only the vampire, his name is Matt Brassfield, but also the last two big pieces of the the grails that I wanted back. Um, and that was the Thunderhawk with Matt Tracker. It is complete other than one bomb. It has one of the bombs still up here and it's... But the other bomb is missing. But to have one, that's awesome. This thing goes for so much money, along with the the other couple of things that I was showing off on online. And he hooked a brother up, and I can't thank him enough. I finally got that Thunderhawk. And I got the Switchblade! Miles Mayhem's Switchblade with 
Miles Mayhem in the cockpit. Um, again, this is in great shape. It doesn't have the, the lasers. I mean, the um, the big one. Uh, I think it, eh, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Maybe I do have it somewhere over there. Anyway, this is essentially complete. It still is in working order. Um, you know, the switchblade basically turned from a jet to a helicopter jet. <laughs> but I love it. And you've got the Venom logo there. Um, and then mask ring with the switchblade. Momo mask. Um, I've also got um, a mask sticker on my car. <laughs> I've got my mask shirt. Um, and of course, I've got the biggie. Skip a doop! I've got the Boulder Hill playset. And this was actually the first, this was a pre birthday gift that my wife got me. And I, you know, I was just so, I was in an element. I was just in, an, in, an, in another world when I was picking this up uh, from who we got it from. And it, it is complete other than the two hoses that go right here. Everything else is in here. It's got the cage. Um, everything is in working order. I mean, it's really, this is so awesome. I had this, I loved this thing. This was one of my favorite play sets growing up. Um, and I have it, and, it's, and it did come with Alex Sector and Buddy Hawks right here. Uh, I just, I love it, I love it so much. And like I said, there's only a few things from the line that I still want. Uh, and then other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much done with the mask thing, uh, unless I find little things here and there. Like, I know, like, I want the, they made, like, um, you know, like, uh, like the Ben Cooper style, like, Halloween sets. Halloween plastic masks with the vinyl suits. Uh, there's a couple of those out there. There's plastic masks, uh, from the UK that I want to get. There's some mask magazines that were, like, comics from the UK that I want. Um, I still want a couple of boxes. I would love the Switchblade, Rhino, and Thunderhawk boxes um, just to display. Because I love, like I said, I love the boxes of these things. They're so rad. Um, you know, I want um, the Manta with Vanessa Warfield. I want Ali Bombay with the Bullet box, preferably. I want the Firecracker with Hondo and his blaster mask. I want the gator with Dusty Hayes and his mask. Um, I think it was Backlash or something like that. I want the stinger for sure with Bruno Shepard um, and his mask. But then, like, I'm good, you know? I am content. I'm a content man-child with the mask stuff. I love it all. But folks, one of the um, one of the really awesome, amazing things that's happening, and I guess it started with um, 
Hasbro <laughs> acquiring Kenner back in the day, but because they acquired Kenner, they acquired the mask line, the, the rights, licensing, all that stuff. Um, and then in, in 2008, they put out a, a Matt Tracker mask slash G.I. Joe figure um, that I wanted for so long and was gifted last year to me. Um, and I remember when it came out, I was always like, and this thing ain't going anywhere. I will eventually get it. And I never got it. And then it was out of print. And then it was ridiculous amounts of money. And now you can get it for like 40 bucks on eBay. Which isn't bad. Um, but it was a sign of possible things to come. So then IDW started doing this revolution thing where they were melding and mixing the, the G.I. Joe and Transformers worlds and... Micronauts and visionaries and things like that. Um, well, I guess it was more the Micronauts, Rom and and GI Joe and Transformers at first, and then Mass got into the mix, uh, and then they did a Revolution line uh, of comics, and then IDW did their own Mask line, which I did collect, um, and it was short lived, unfortunately, um, but I loved it. They, you know, they retooled the the mythos a little bit, made it more modern, um, but I like the changes. I know a lot of fans out there didn't, but I really did. I thought it was great, and I, th I could see it going in that direction, um, and it made sense to me. And then there was, like, up, ups and downs. I mean, they did the, the 2017, I believe it was, the Comic-Con exclusive set, the Revolution set of toys that was all of those properties. It was Visionaries, Mask, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Uh, in this awesome set. It was like a hundred dollar set. And I didn't bother getting it. Um, but again, that was like a, ooh, things are, things are churning. Because in 2015 or 16, there was all this rumbling about um, Hasbro and Paramount wanting to do this big, you know, Hasbro universe. Um, you know, put more, put more and new and different Transformers movies out, G.I. Joe, Mask, all that stuff. Rom, <clears throat> uh, Micronauts. And then it went dead for a little bit. And we, you know, there was like rumors that like, uh, I guess Mask is off the table. They had like a big like, you know, writer's room thing uh, at Paramount um, to sort of map all of this stuff out. And then it went dead and cold for a while. And then just recently, it was announced that director F. Gary Gray was going to tackle the mask motion picture for Paramount uh, for probably 2019, 2020, something like that, but that it is happening. And I was so excited. I am so excited. It just, it opens up so much more for me, uh, so much more for my kid, because my kid sort of, when I started telling him about mask and recollecting mask, he was like totally into it. He just thinks it's a cool toy line. And um, for me, I, I'm not only thinking about a mask motion picture, which is going to blow my mind, but I'm thinking about an, 
a group of new toys, reissues of old toys, you know, repros or whatever, uh, new comic books, a possible animated show, merchandise. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, they've done it with so many 80s properties over the years, like, rejiggered them and, and, and brought them back out for a new generation, and a lot of that stuff has been 50-50, and some things I've been spoiled with and I've enjoyed as well and some things not so much but this is one of those things where I think I'm gonna go crazy and I couldn't be more happy couldn't be more excited um, I just I'm a happy 41 year old folks <laughs> uh, and mask brings out that happiness among a lot of other 80s toys 80s nostalgia 80s everything Mask was one of those things uh, um, that really, really just puts a giant smile on my face and gives me that magical emotional feeling. And I hope you enjoyed this video. Uh, I hope you got a little bit of education from it. For the most part, it was just me giving you memories and connections and whatnot. Um, but I hope that was fun for you. I hope you enjoyed looking at the toys, seeing some of the clips that I was showing. Uh, and, um, you know... Check out Mask, folks. If you yourself were a Mask fan, you have that little spark in you, that childlike wonder still left in you, don't do what everyone says, man. And this pertains to any, anything you love, anything you loved, uh, to, be it toys, comics, movies, cartoons, anything, or, or anything in general. You don't have to be an adult. You know, society says you got to be one thing. you got to grow up. you got to throw away these things. I'm living proof <laughs> that you don't. You can still have a great life, a great functioning brain. Uh, you're a functional person in society. You can still do the responsible things. Uh, you can have your ups and downs and your, you know, therapy and your depression and all that stuff like me, like we all do. But you don't have to let go of your childhood. You don't have to let go of who you are, who you were. Um, enjoy what you enjoy, love what you love, and keep that smile on your face. Uh, life is too short, so enjoy it all, and I'm going to enjoy Mask as part of my recapturing of the 80s, my childhood, and all that good stuff. So thanks for watching this special video on Mask for a Crep from the 80s. I'm going to go do some things, I'm going to do other things, and then I'm going to sit here, and then I'm going to wait. <laughs>